Hey everyone, welcome back to the Luminaries Quest podcast where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us. Okay, we have another famous tier list coming up. But, little twist, this is just going to be a fun one and we're talking about this week bad cards. So the worst card tier list yes, in the game. I'm, I'm, this is a lot, this is really different. This is not your normal tier list at all, so... No, so this should just be fun, like not taking it too seriously. Just have a good have a good couple laughs. But all of these are pretty bad, unplayable cards, and we'll give you some reasons by, about why that is. And hopefully, though, you can take away some strong like thoughts as to why you should include or not include cards in there. So it should be fun on the surface, give you a couple good laughs, hopefully, but then maybe teach you a thing or two about like rounding out your deck when you know, you need to think of another card or two to add to it. So yep. yeah, with that said, again we're you know we're Lumineers Quest. You can find us on YouTube at Lumineers Quest, on Twitter at Lorcanapod. If you have any questions or comments you'd like us to address in future episodes, you can email us at Lorcanapod at gmail.com. And if you're watching the tier list on YouTube, please follow us on any of the major podcasting networks like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pocket Cast, or any of the above. So yeah, let's let's get into this. So um, the questions and comments for this week, I think I don't have any. We don't have anything specific from any direct listener or um, anybody from Twitter, but we have been noticing a bunch of you know kind of talk around like cheap decks or you know I think the way other people are t- talking about it is budget decks. Mm-hmm. So with Rapunzel being you know, still like $55 a card with Maleficent, Monstrous Dragon, still being like, you know, $35, $40 a card. Elsa in that same range. Mickey Brave Little Taylor's on the cheaper side, but he's still like 20 bucks a card. So for a full play set, it's incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, there's a lot of barriers to get to some of the, like, the most meta decks out there and the, you know, most strong, mm-hmm. most powerful decks. So... With that said, you know, I've had to make a bunch of compromises in my current deck because I don't have any of those playsets of, of any of those cards. And so yeah. just wanted to really quickly give our two cents on that and how you can kind of work around not having playsets of all the strongest cards. Yep. So I think I've said this a couple times, but currently I'm playing Emerald Steel, which doesn't use any of the legendaries from either of those sets. So, Emerald focuses around, you know, really annoying questers. So, the Emerald's kind of your questing win condition. Yes. With Cusco and Hans and... Hatter. And Matt Hatter's a good one, depending on uh-huh. what you're what you're doing. And then Flynn Rider's, you know, another, Treasure. I think, really good one. And then Jasper, which is another very annoying yes. one to deal with. So, Jasper, you know, slows your... has the ability to keep an opponent from questing next turn if he's on the board... And so that's or when he quests, and so that's a fun one to slow your opponent down, and have like a really good trade because you know he only quests for one, but he could potentially take three lore away from your opponent. Yeah. So, you know, no legendaries there. Cusco is still like incredibly powerful and pretty, pretty like pricey, I guess, in the whole scheme of like what the cards were considering. I think he's like twelve or thirteen dollars a piece, maybe even a little bit more expensive. But again, given the circumstances, I think he's a good one to do. If he was like, he's and like if you were to spend a little bit on like maybe you pulled one, you know, and you just need a few more or something like that, it's it's a lot cheaper to fill out a Cusco deck than yeah. something else. And yeah. then 
on the steel side, you know, so the the way that I play my deck at least is emeralds, the questers, and the ones that get you to your lore goal, and then the steel side of it is the card draw and like challengers of the deck. So you have you know Hook and Prince Eric to be the quester or to be the like the challengers early on in the game to to keep you in it and to keep the board kind of clear. Then you know later on you've got the really powerful songs with a whole new world and grab your sword mm-hmm. which are both very good to you know draw seven cards and to deal two damage to every card on the board and then if you're lucky enough to have enough tinkerbells she's kind of pricey too on the high end of the super rare side but same deal i think if you have two or three of her it's still worth putting in the deck and filling you know the rest of it out with something else but um yeah so i think you know the two main that I would focus, or that I f- personally focus on, is Emerald and Steel because you can avoid the legendaries in those sets and still be in a in a pretty good position. So, yeah, that that's my current thoughts. Um, I I mean, my favorite would be just one cost aggro. I mean, my my favorite is Ruby Amethyst uh, aggro because you can work it in with evasive and stuff like that. So. And evasive are, I mean, besides brave little Taylor, are all on the cheap side. So, yeah. um, evasive is a good strategy. I know we've talked about that a bunch in the past. It can be really annoying to deal with evasive characters, so that's a good option. And it's not, it's not a, a deep deck, or like if you're playing against some of the best of the best, it's not, not, not going to be the best. But if you're, if you're just playing basic decks, basically, and not super complicated, um, it's probably the best. Yeah, I think that's another good option too. And I, you know, when we say amethyst, and some of the you know more seasoned listeners out there might hear Elsa and Ursula. Yep. And you don't use those. I mean, no. it's, it's not it's not a strategy built around that. I think amethyst is a very good option to go with as well, depending on you know what you're trying to to pair it with. So amethyst is obviously the best card draw ink. You know, we've talked probably fifty times about that already. But you have you know the ability to card draw really well in Amethyst with Rafiki and Zeus and you know even the the small f- challenger Facilier. You have some really good challengers mm-hmm. you know slash um, board control cards and so you don't have to like use Amethyst to build up into Elsa no. or to be ready for Ursula or some of the more you know expensive cards. So yeah, I, I think. My again, my strategy would be you know to focus around emerald, amethyst, or steel probably, and try to come up with some sort of you know questing powerhouse slash card draw slash um, damage dealer with steel, and, and kind of focus in that realm. So you can definitely do it. Um, there's I know there's a ton of videos out there on YouTube and a, a couple podcasts I've seen too that have gone like in depth into like really good cheap decks. And so if you're looking for something specific. Or any like card lists, you know, just search out on YouTube and you should be fine. But um, yeah, we just wanted to touch on that since we've had a ton of conversations around, you know, cheap decks because we're all affected right now. You know, we've we've heard that the second wave is going to come at the beginning of October, so we're kind of waiting to get more product. Neither one of us have really got anything meaningful since you know the middle of August when mm-hmm. it came out at the local gaming store. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we're unable to finish our decks too, so it's affecting us as well. But um, hopefully that kind of helps you guide you in the right direction if yep. you're you know not able to get all those play sets of the big legendaries but um, yeah so all right card of the week um, my turn this time so falls upon you yeah I am going with Jasper we just talked about him you know I uh, a few days ago on 
Twitter said Jasper was low key the goat, and I think I the applause behind that was way more than I expected. Everybody else was like, I don't even think it's low key. I think he's incredible. And so, you know, we talked about it a little bit. So Jasper is an emerald card that is three cost that quests for one. But his big his big draw or his big, you know, power, I guess, is the ability to stop opponents from questing. It's also got four willpower. Yeah, it's whenever he quests yes. a chosen opponent character cannot quest. Correct. And 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 I think the again, I think the the really benefit of that is that he can be extremely annoying to deal with because he only does one lore. And so like on the surface, he's not very, you know, annoying, but he's got four strength. And so cards like, you know, even strong challengers like Rafiki or um, other challengers, you know, that might come in like a hook or an Eric can't take him out in one shot. And so he usually gets overlooked because it's, I don't want to spend two turns trying to take this out or in like hooks instance is going to die from it. You have the annoying decision to make to expend a ton of resources into him to get him off the board Use because it. you can't just leave him there. You gotta have to use like a bigger card like Zeus or you know some of Maui, some of those bigger cards yeah. to take him out, which in the long long run will benefit you because not questing your most <clears throat> valuable card is gonna be a big deal. But I would recommend taking him out sooner rather than later, even if you have to expend multiple resources to do it, because. I've played a couple games recently where my opponent left Jasper on the board and towards, you know, the end of the game, he's like keeping Rockstar Stitch yep. from from questing or keeping um I mean that's probably I that one that game sticks out in my head very well or even like Ursula, you know, it's Ursula you don't want to attack with cuz she's only got two strength. So you and but she quests for three, and so you, you want her to just sit there questing. But if you stop her, then she's kind of you know she has to attack Jasper twice it's to also, take him out. It's also really nice that like if there's a, a character with an ability like whenever this character quests, it does this. You can stop it from questing, so that ability yeah. doesn't activate. Yeah. So I, I think you know, and so maybe I was maybe I was wrong. Maybe people aren't sleeping on Jasper, but I think Jasper is. If you're playing Emerald, I think he's a must. I think he's a really fun card to play because he can be a huge target. He can be a huge deterrent. Um, for can, three costs, he can be a huge target, a yeah, giant target. For three costs, I agree. So that's the that's the my card of the week. And then as we get into the the last intro segment here on what's on our mind, what do we have coming forward? I think we kind of I kind of already touched on it, but new cards. We are we we played last night. And we kind of traded around, like really traded around for the first time with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all in the boat of we really just want to be able to buy more cards. Like, yeah, I, I just, I think we've touched on this in the news maybe like a few times here and there, like around it. Um, but it really is like, it's just unfortunate. There's a lot of people in our community that are taking advantage of people sp spending a lot of money on boxes right now and... That's what's unfortunate. The I will say there was one really good shining light, funny story in this that I want to do real quick. There was a person in our local community that found starter decks at a, a local store, um, Walmart. You know, so for those who know Walmart, it's a massive store, and he went and hid starter decks around the store and posted in a local group that said, "Hey, if you want starter decks, message me privately, and I will tell you where I hid them." 
so that scalpers can't get them. I thought that was like an actual legend in the making. Right yes, there. absolutely. That that's what's going to keep us all together and keep us yeah. a strong community. So hopefully, again, I, I mentioned you know the second wave is supposed to come mid, you know the beginning of October sometime. So hopefully, we're able to buy some more cards. Also, hopefully, that drives some single prices further down. Um, I'm really wanting to play an Amber deck. I need Rapunzel. Without Rapunzel, it's you know it's very hard to, to draw in Amber, and so I really want to finish my playset of um, of Rapunzel. And so yeah, I, I think that you know we're kind of tidying ourselves over. You know, we just talked about the the need for some you know cheaper budget decks, but on the flip side. I really want to be able to play the decks I want to play because I think I've I've had some cool concepts in some of the decks I've built like on the app. And so, yeah, it would, be, it would be fun to do it. I think we're right on the cusp, which is why I wanted to talk about it is because I think like next week we might be getting some more. We might have the opportunity. So it is right around the corner. But, yeah, can't come soon enough. Nope. I mean, I, I want to play my Brave Little Taylors and my Elsas and – Maleficence and Bettles and I yeah, mean, that's I mean, where the game really gets exciting. Yeah, it, it just you know we've we've both played on the computer a few times with some of the the more um, impactful cards, I guess those ones that could like Bell that can like really shift the game. And it's just you know I would love to do that as we're playing it live with all of our friends and just throw one of those down and throw a boom roasted out and and move on because it would be so much fun. But yeah. Yeah, so hopefully everybody's holding out well. I hope everybody else is having better luck than we are because we're really drowning in the fact that we can't find any cards. But Don't give in to the high prices. Fingers Just crossed. Wait. Don't buy from scalpers. There should be more product coming soon. So, Okay, with that said, let's jump into this tier list. Okay. So, again, hopefully this should be a fun one. So the tiers for this are better options, meaning it's, my, it's not like inherently a terrible card. But if you're playing this ink type or this card cost, there's probably an option that you can pick that are, that's going to be better or more beneficial to your deck. Not good. It's like, ah, eh, I mean, probably don't play it. If you know, again, if we're talking budget decks and you need to play something, like sure, you know, this might work for the, you know, if you're in a pinch. Bad. Probably don't consider this one. I don't, you know, there's there's definitely options that you can find that are better out there. Don't play. Just it's straightforward. Just don't play these cards. Yep. And Automatic L, we have deemed these cards with our authority that if you ever put these cards in your deck and you play them, you automatically lose said match. <laughs> so, yep. I know, we have a ton of authority and we've gotten that signed off on, so just listen to us and know that that is in fact You've a contacted the local gaming stores, they, they say if they see these yep. cards in play, you're gone. We have granted authority all over the Lorcana community with this. So, yep. Okay. We have them grouped up into ink types here. Uh, Ruby has the most. I, 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 we went a little crazy on Ruby, unfortunately. Um, I think, though, that probably ends up being because Ruby is so defined and so strong that a yeah. lot of these other cards end up being like... Don't make sense. Yeah, just don't consider that. So first off is the red Moana. You know, I think when Moana's talked about, she's obviously talked about mainly in the, the, em or the Amber set, but there's also one that gets overlooked in... In Ruby, that's uh, Moana Cursed by the Ocean. Five cost, inkable. Two lore, or two strength, six willpower. We'll quest for two. Her ability, though, is just a head-scratcher. It's when you play this character, you may banish chosen character named Taka. 
So that's incredibly specific. I I would guess that they thought that like Steel Legendary Takah was gonna be really meta. I mean, there's a red. There's another one in Ruby as well. There's two Takas, and so it's not like there isn't a Takah. But the scenario that that is useful is so specific because both of those Takah cards are extremely expensive, meaning from like an ink standpoint. And so it, it just you'd have to play it late in the game. You'd have to play it at the right time because if you play it before that, then it's not helpful. So I don't know. I think this is just like the two, the two strength, six willpower, two quest is like okay. Five cost is a little high, so like I'm, I'm kind of thinking just like bad. bad. Yeah, bad. Okay, we'll go with we'll go with bad. Um, I think you know if it maybe cost four, like maybe yeah, you could consider it like just a not good or maybe a better option. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. So um, next up we have Scar the fiery Aperser. I don't even know how to say that. Urspur. Somebody please Ur- correct Ur- me Ur- on that one. Yeah, Ur- I don't I don't even know. It's the it's the four cost five strength, three willpower scar. Yep. The in, one that's engulfed in, in flames. Yeah, I don't I I clearly need to learn English better. Uh, <laughs> he quests for one, he's four cost. With five strength, three willpower, he's clearly a challenger. Yep. But he's in the Ruby deck with Maui. And Gaston. So explain to me where he fits then so i I would i would say though if you looked at it as a single card right and just looked at it i would say that it is a decent card but with ruby so i would for me i put this in better options see i would say uh, okay we'll put it in better options because there are technically there 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 is that it's it's better options but i think like if it costs three i mean Gaston, and again, I know we're comparing them to cards that are better options, but Gaston costs two and does five damage. I know he's reckless and so he can't quest, but I, I don't know. I think at four ink, it's just, it's a little overpriced. I don't know. I mean, and, and then he's only got three strength, and so, it, you know, he can be smashed right away. He can just get taken out. So I don't know. I, I would kind of hedge towards. Not good's fine. Not good. Well, no, we'll leave him better options because I think you're right. I think it's okay, but, you know, given the circumstances. Okay, so speaking of Takaz, we're moving on to Taka the Burning One um, in Ruby as well. He is reckless, so he can't quest. He's incredibly strong with 8 strength, 6 willpower, but he's 6 cost, and I think the thing that does it for me is he's uninkable. So if you think, again, if you think about like Ruby decks, you're already playing Dragonfire, you're already playing Be Prepared, you know, so there's two two cards that you're already playing that are uninkable. So I just I don't again I don't think that it's it's just very good. I don't I don't I I just think there's so many better options. And again, there's not very many cards in play where you need eight strength. You know, Maui again with the six strength is going to take out just about anything you need him to take out. And so there's not a huge need for that additional strength. So I yeah I just I think that. I, I just don't know where he fits. So I'm, I'm definitely going just not good yes, on that one. Yes, I agree. I, mean, I agree. Yeah. It, it isn't good. It, yeah. All right. Well, I, I, compl- I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. Straight up. Poison yeah. Apple. I know I did it for the audio listeners. I just did. I just put it, dragged it on there without saying anything. But, okay, Poison Apple, also in Ruby. Three cost, uninkable. 
is an item, but the item is banish this item or pay one ink, banish this item, ex exert chosen character. If princess character is chosen, then banish her instead. So it's an item, but you can only use it once. So it's basically an action aside from the fact that it can sit on the board until you're ready to use it. So it's technically like a four cost kind of action. Yeah. Because three to play it, one to use it. Um, there are much better options to exert chosen characters. I think the Elsa in Amethyst is the best example of that. There are There's another action in Amethyst as well that does it. Um, if, if you're... If your opponent isn't playing princess characters, why? The best... This golden era it's about to have in Chapter 2 is Cinderella and Belle. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I think, because those cards are going to be everywhere... That's a really good point, actually. Okay, you're making me even that's think... What if, I've, you're making me even think if this is a bad card. That's... Okay, we're... As of right now, As of right now, it it's uninkable. It's not good. It's uninkable... It's not good. Maybe if you're playing, if you start to just see Rapunzel's left and right, you want to play it. I still don't think it's even that good because Rapunzel's not incredibly annoying to deal with. You make some good points in the future, so maybe we revisit this in the future. But as of today, I just can't get behind this card. And yeah, I mean, it's like it. I think chapter two, this is going to be maybe seen a lot more than it is now. Potentially. It's a good point. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here. Sword of Truth, automatic L. Uh, let's let's read it out. I'm not I'm not sold on being automatic okay. L, but go for it. Four cost, uninkable. So again, strike against it. Yep. The it is an item, and the item says banish this item. So again, it's an item that can only be used one time, mm -hmm. and the what it does is banish chosen villain character. So it's like a just a really bad dragon fire. Like what again, like if your opponent is playing princesses or your opponent is playing I don't know, a, you know, like amber steel that there's very few villains used. Yeah. Like you're just you're not getting any value from it unless unless it's Ursula or Maleficent or there's now again, this is a card like Poison Apple that could get a lot better. Now we don't have necessarily like a super meta villain deck um, in any specific color. Um, I mean, Facilier is the one, like Amethyst is the one that I could give, you know, a little bit to. But again, yeah. I think the situational need is so high. If, you, if you're playing somebody that doesn't have villains, this is literally a useless card that is uninkable. Yeah. And until there becomes the most powerful deck being or the most powerful meta deck being a straight villain deck of some sort i just can't see this having any value at all i okay you you've convinced me automatic l okay all right so that's a quick recap on ruby we have scar the one that i don't know how to say at better options we have the takaw burning one at not good we have maui or not Maui, gosh, oh, um, Moana. I have Mo I have Maui on the mind. Give me your Disney card. We have Moana, Chosen by the Ocean, at Bad. We have Poison Apple at Don't Play, and Sword of Truth, Automatic L. We did not do that on purpose, by the way. One no, in each category. We did not pre-plan that. 
Okay, so moving on to steel. We've only got three steel cards. I think these aren't near as bad as you get some of those rubies, but the first one up is the Aladdin in steel, which definitely gets overlooked because of the other Aladdins. But Aladdin, Corn Swordsman, two cost, inkable, two strength, one willpower, quests for two. So when I think about cheap cards that quest for two like that, I think about Lilo, I think about the Maleficent and Amethyst that quests for two. And then being two cost though, I think there's another option in Sapphire, the the Aurora that you can shift onto is a two cost, two strength, two willpower with also quests for two. And so I, I, I tend to go like not good. I could also be persuaded for better options. That's where I'm thinking is better options. Cause I think if you look at it straight from value, I think two cost for two lore, if you just look at it like that, it's still very good value, even though there's cards that do one cost for okay. two lore. Well, I can, I can, that was my initial thought too, was better options. And what I mean by better options is the cheap cards and steel are just such good fighters that if you don't use those and you're using steel, I don't know what you're using to fight. So yep. Hook, Prince Eric are incredible fighters. Then at like three cost even, you have Hans and Hercules. Hercules with bodyguard, Hans with when he quests, he does one damage. And so again, I just, I don't know, like you're not gonna use him to fight, you're gonna use him to quest, but then you're taking away a fighter, which is the whole point of steel. So I just, I don't know where he fits into steel. We could put not good, not good's fine. Okay, here, what, here, let's do this. I'm gonna move him to not good because I'm moving goons to better options. And that's our next card. So. Yeah, so goons is my next one. Again, Goons is a one cost, two strength, two willpower card that is very comparable against all the ink types. Mm -hmm. They all have one that's in this. You have like Duke of Wesselton, you've got Archimedes, you've Mr. got Tid, or Sergeant Tibbs. Yeah, Sergeant Tibbs. So there's there's so many options. And so this isn't a bad card, but again, if you're playing Steel, I would say Simba, I would say Captain Hook, I would say Prince Eric. Like there's so many cheap options that are just better and more useful to play in Steel that if you're playing goons i hope there's a good reason for it yep maybe there's some maleficent synergy down the line that could give him a boost who knows yeah we'll find out i think i mean again i think all these cards are cards in general or you know comboing is where a lot of their you know strength comes in like lilo for instance is a pretty you know i think subpar card without simba yep. because lilo she's gonna quest for two but then she's gone yeah but with Simba, it's incredibly annoying. So, you know, we'll see in the future when more stuff comes. Okay, last one in Steel. We have Kronk, the right-hand man, to Yzma. But he's a six cost, six strength, six willpower, quests for two. So, again, on the surface, he's fine. I think there's probably just better options out there. I you think, put him better options, okay. Where would you put him? I put him bad. Okay. I mean that's fine. What, we give me your give me your explanation behind that. I just think we'd be talking if it was three lore, like that would be that'd be really good because it would be really tough to get rid of. But I don't know. I just think like a Maui takes rid of this at five. Like, um, I I, I just think I don't know. To me, it's bad. Like. I th the the only reason I went higher was because six strength, six willpower, like that's very unheard of. So you want to do not good then? We can compromise it. Yeah, not good? you know what? Let's compromise it. Not good. I think he's fine. Again, I think that there 
are just so many other ways to fill out your deck. I think him being six cost, when you get up into like the six, seven, eight cost of a card, it has to bring you really, really strong value. Meaning it has to have a really solid reason to be on the board. You know, if I think of like the best six, seven cost cards, it's most of the shift ones. So like Stitch Rockstar, incredible abilities behind it. Um, you've got the uh, Aladdin Heroic Outlaw, one of the best cards in the game at seven. You have at six, you've got um, in the steel ink as well, you've got the Big Tink, which mm -hmm. shifts, again, has incredible abilities. And so I just think it's a kind of a vanilla card. And so I think maybe if you drip the, drop this to like five ink cost, it would be incredible. Like I, I think it would be really three really lore would be then. a big deal too. Yeah, so I, I think it's just kind of vanilla. I think when you're playing six cost cards, you have to really, um, really get your value, and I just don't think it brings it. Yep. Okay, we are doing. Are we finished steel? So again, I think you know there's a couple other options for steel, but I think there are so many different ways to play steel that there isn't any like direct. This is just a bad card. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, steel is pretty strong, but we put goons at better options. I think Simba and and then Captain Hook are going to fill that goon slot. Aladdin, the Corn of Swordsman, that not good, and then Kronk, uh, right hand man, at not good. And now we move on to Amber, and I'm going to do this just so I can let you go. First card in Amber, in Amber that we're going to talk about is the Ariel, not the good one, the. On human legs, that is voiceless. I give you the floor. Okay. So, <laughs> you know me. I do my research for, like, before the game was officially released. Yep. I did not, like, I, I did all the research I possibly could. For some reason, I missed this one. And I opened my starter deck. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to be an Amethyst Amber. That's going to be, like, that's what I'm all about. Like, I'll do that starter deck. Because there was a starter deck tournament later that that night on release day so like all right amber amethyst i saw this card and it made me rethink everything <laughs> the, it was ink every time i'm never playing this card ever it it's an it has an ability it's not a vanilla card right it has an ability well explain it and then we'll. that's what i'm saying ability. the ability makes the card worse <laughs> the <laughs> It makes it work. Like, there is nothing good about this ability. It can't sing. It actually won't allow you to sing songs. So it, it is actually an inability versus an ability. <laughs> what is the point of that? This would be... It... No. You... Are, are we throwing this in automatic? Yeah, because if, if you... If, you're, if your opponent is playing this, and this is advice to everyone, if you're playing this... Your opponent is feeling really good about themselves. <laughs> like, I mean, to to fill it out here, it's a four cost inkable card, three strength, four willpower, quests for two. So I think if you take away the disability that's given to her, it's kind of a vanilla card that's okay. But to to Jake's point, I don't understand. Like, I don't. Is that a joke? Like, were they literally like yes. laughing when they did that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Automatic L. Ariel on human legs. The, no, the, this I wish there was a, a sixth tier, the worst <laughs> one, like Ariel specific. Okay, so Sebastian and Amber as well. 
Um, I'm gonna. We can talk about this. I'm moving him to better options to start with here, and the reason I move him to better options is is because Sebastian's a two cost card. He can sing for four, so he's a singer with a singer ability, and so he can sing cards that cost more above him. Wait, so are you telling me this card can sing? Yes. Wow, I I come from being an aerial fan. That's not that's not existent. So thank you. But here's the here's the kicker. So he can sing. But most good songs that you would want him to sing are five cost. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's a very meta, what they call steel song deck out there right now. And the thought is to get Ariel on the board fast, who can sing five cost cards. And then you sing, grab your sword, you sing a whole new world. You sing those five cost songs that are really powerful that come out really early in the game that can really hinder your opponent. The problem I see with Sebastian is he can only sing four cost cards, and those are five cost cards. So obviously there's other songs out there that cost three, like Mother Knows Best or Friends on the Other Side, or the first two that come to mind that cost three, and he could sing those. I just don't see the synergies there where it's important enough to be the singer in your deck. Yeah, um, again, with all of these cards except Ariel... These have, they have options to get better down the line. Like there could be if you release some four cost songs. Yes, I think you're fine. I think as of now, given the the cards, I think he's not good. And I even moved him. I moved him from better options to not good. I just convinced myself he was worse than he was. Yep, yep. Because <laughs> he's got two strength, two willpower quests for one. His ability gives him, makes him two cost. But that ability, like we just kind of said, is not useful right now. So. Yep. Dinglehopper. All right. So this Dinglehopper is... A one-cost amber card. He, it is an item. It is inkable. Um, but it's straighten, your, straighten hair is the, um, the ability, and it's exert to remove one damage from chosen character. So I'm going to put this in don't play. I am 100% on board. I will say... It is nice that you don't have to exert an ink. Like, at least they yeah. don't do that. I think one damage is so minimal, though, in most circumstances. And now we have cards coming out that when they heal, they can draw. You know, they can do dirt yeah, so on top of it. So, like, I, air, like, you know, there's so many better options. I think the one exception to this might be if you're doing some sort of, like, item Tomatoa deck of some sort. Yes. Or, you know, throw in Maurice into that, you know, and, and the Ariel that's in Sapphire can help. But that's, like, very, 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 very specific. And in general, in Amber, there's so many, so many better cards with damage removal. You, you know, you've got the main one being, um, being Rapunzel, obviously. And so I just, I just don't see a place where you should play this in, in Amber. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Nope. I agree. Alright, last one on Amber is the last card of the Amber set, which is Ursula's Shell Necklace. It's an item that says whenever you play a song, you may use one ink to draw a card. So, again, if your point is card draw, then that's fine, but there's so many modifiers to make that even possible. You have to play a song. I mean, you have to have a song. You have to have enough ink, you know. Like you're, you're spending two cards to draw one card. Yes, and and again, like if you're playing this early on, 
then maybe like later on down the line, like turn, you know, so it's a three cost uninkable card. Uninkable, that's, you know, got a strike against it too. So maybe you play, you do play this turn three, and by turn seven, you're, you know, wanting to do something and you're singing and you're, you know, using this card. But again, there's just so, like, if you're, if you're wanting to draw cards on turn seven, play Surfer Stitch. That's what you do. You don't play Ursula's Shell Necklace. It's uninkable. Automatic L. Okay, good, because I was in the same boat. Okay. Automatic L. I'm even putting ahead of Ariel for you on Automatic L. No, she's the worst card in the game. That's what I mean. Okay, okay. You know, you, these are the worst cards. In the okay, so, yeah, so it's, you're... It's ahead of her I the worst saying. card. So I'll okay. leave Ariel at the worst one down there for you. Thank you. Okay, so that finishes Amber. Um, we've got Sebastian at Not Good. We've got Dinglehopper at Don't Play. And then... The first ink set to have two automatic L's, the Ursula Shell Necklace and Ariel on Human Legs that cannot sing cards. Move on. Just so, get out of here. All right. Let's move. Moving on to Amethyst. This is, there's a few cards in here, and I think they're kind of fine. But again, Amethyst is so strong that you're just going to end up with a lot of better options. And so the first one that we have on this list is an Elsa. It's not Elsa Snow Queen. It's not Elsa Spirit of Winter. It's the third Elsa. Uh... Queen Regent. She's four cost, four strength, four willpower. So a decent card. But again, I don't know what slot this is going to fill unless you're trying to shift onto her. But even if you're doing that, pick the other Elsa. Pick Elsa Snow Queen. And with that explanation right there, I'm going to go with better options. Because I do think if, I mean, her, her, she's, there to, to shift for Elsa, and there are better options. And I think she's still giving you like decent stats. Like four fours, okay. You're. I I just think that there are like better options. Yeah, I, I agree. I th I think it's fine. I think the stats are good. I Even think the Ruby in, Elsa is better. I think so. I think this one is in line with you know a couple other cards. I mean, it does a lot of damage if you did like you really really need a fighter. You know, four damage is going to do you a lot of good, but I would also consider, like, in Amethyst, you have Rafiki, who does three damage and has rush. You have Zeus, who can rush in and challenge for four damage. And so I think those are just better options in general. I, I, there's nothing wrong with this card if you, again, are in a pinch and building a budget deck. It like, is inkable. Go for it. It, it is, is inkable. So unlike Zeus, you know? like I, Yeah. So, that's, I mean, I think they're better options. So, yeah. Um Okay, yeah, I mean, I, th I would agree. I don't have any qualms with that being better options. Then you move on to the next one, which is the Wardrobe, Bell's Confidant, in Amethyst. Three cost, uh, inkable, three strength, four willpower, quests for one. I just, I don't, it's it's super vanilla, and I don't know what role it plays. I would put it in, in not good. That's kind of where I'm, uh, I, I would put bad's it. fine. Bad, bad is okay if you put it bad. Okay, let's. I, yeah, I'll put it bad. Just, uh, just, just. I think it could be not good. I'm putting it bad for people not listening, just to even out the tears. So, Elsa, the Elsa we just talked about, is around the same stats, costs one more, but she's building to something. Has the shift potential. Yes, and the wardrobe. You know, there's never. I don't think there's ever going to be a floodboard wardrobe. I could be wrong, but I, I, I don't know what again what role she plays. I mean, I guess with the four strength, she can stay on the board a little longer than some. But again, if you're going to use her to challenge, you have Rafiki Zeus, 
if you're gonna use her to quest, she only quests for one. So what's the like? What are you trying to accomplish with her being on the board? I don't know. I just I don't I don't see any I don't see any point. Maybe, so yeah, I think, maybe we should start pushing for a floodborne wardrobe. Like <laughs> let's just. I mean, we could we could make it better that way. Let's yeah. go for it. Let Robinsberger <clears throat> floodborne wardrobe. It's all we want. Okay. Freeze. Action and amethyst two cost uninkable. So again, there's that check against it. It says exert a chosen opposing character, which is the ability of Elsa Snow Queen. So that right there is strike two for me. But this is exert chosen character, and it readies the next turn, unlike freeze or no. So the 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 Elsa Snow Queen one you can exert, and they do ready. Oh, you're saying Snow yeah, Queen, yeah, not yeah, Snow you're Queen, saying. not um, not Spirit, Spirit of Winter. Winter. So. The, the reason that I have it, and I would say this is probably bad too, is because it's not inkable, strike one. You only have so many slots in your deck that are uninkable. They're very precious, and so for you to throw it away on something like this seems pretty tough, especially when you have a character that is inkable that does have this stat on there. So that's the biggest one for me. I think I think the action is good. It's not that the card or what it is doing is bad. It's just the stats around the card. I mean, it's gonna do what it's gonna do for cheap. It's gonna go take out a, an ink drying card, and that's. You trying to get me to move this to not good? Yes. Okay, we'll move it to not good. And the reason I, and I think I'm okay with that too, because again, I, I like what it does. I just don't like the stats around it. I think there are better ways to accomplish this. Yep. So I agree. Okay, Reflection. I never hear a single person talk about this. Reflection is a one-cost inkable um, action song in Amethyst, and it's look at the top three cards of your deck, put them back on the top of your deck in any order. I just... I, I, don't, I don't see the point. I, I mean, I know that there are better options in Amethyst. Like, you have Ursula's Cauldron... But it's an item and stays on there every turn. And so it's Ursula's Cauldron is look at the two, the top two cards of your deck, put one at the top of your deck and one at the bottom. So it's a little different. But it's an item, can be used every turn. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think I would put this in bad, maybe don't play. I, w I would say don't play. Okay. Don't play. I, I, I was right around that area too. I think don't play is fine. Don't play, yeah. It just—it's it, a weird one for me. I mean, it being a one-cost song is kind of strange. I mean, I guess anybody can sing it then. And if you're playing like a super heavy control deck and you want to like really be able to shuffle your deck while you're playing, like you could do it. But I just—if you're I, really trying to get like one card to win you the game, then sure. Yeah, maybe, fine, but, but I don't know. I, I think if it were an item, then I would think it would be super playable. I just—it's I, not there for me, so. Okay, so that, that finishes up Amethyst. We've got the the Elsa, the four cost Elsa at not or at better options. We've got the freeze action at not good. We've got the wardrobe at bad and reflections that don't play. Alright. So moving on to Emerald. The last one, this one kinda this one kinda pains me, and I guess I'm already kinda just jumping into it. Uh, and the reason it pains me is because Iago is on the list and I wanted so bad to be able to build a deck with Iago and make it good and I just couldn't do it. It was bad. Yep. I think the reckless so his And we're putting him into 
and don't yes. play for audio yeah sorry I'm, I'm just I'm, no I'm, I'm i'm already i'm just kind of You're irritated fine. three ink cost is inkable one strength four willpower the loudmouth parrot has the ability that says exert chosen character gains reckless next turn um they can't quest and must challenge I, what I was trying to do when using Iago was replace John Silver with that ability to give somebody else rush. I think the problem is is that you have to play him and then exert him the next turn. And so you lose the sense of urgency that you get with John Silver because John Silver has that same ability, but it's whenever you play this character and whenever he quests. So you get to do it and getting that ability right away and on top of that, you have the the action, the beast is mine in the set, that chosen character gains reckless their next turn. And so if the whole point of playing Iago is to use that ability, the fact that he has to exert to do it and doesn't do it just once when he it gets played is what just breaks it for me, and he's just bad. Don't play it. Yep. I think it would have been really awesome if we could have got some Jafar synergy, like... Like maybe I mean that would have been a, a different way to look at it. Maybe if Jafar's on the board, you don't you can do it when he's played. I what? don't know. That would yeah. that would have been fantastic. I mean, there's it's just it's disappointing, you know. Um, I think so too. It's the forgotten Aladdin character card in this. I tried to make. I really did. I try, I had him in my deck for two weeks. I tried to make it work. I just ended up inking him every time. Yeah. Because it just wasn't useful. Okay. Moving on, on in, in Emerald here, we've got Jumba Jacubia. I think that's right. Uh, Jacuba. Jacubia. Jacubia. Jacuba. No, Jacuiba. Okay. Jacuiba. I like that too. Whatever. Jacuiba. Yeah. Tell us how to say it. Somebody that's better at this than we are. Um, five cost, four strength, five willpower, quests for two. The only thing against this is... There's two five-cost cards in Emerald that are much, much, much better. Cusco <laughs> and Mad Hatter are so much better, they quest for three. So, better options? Or? I would almost just say not good. I mean, because even, again, like with the, with the conversations we had in some of these other ones, like when you get into five-cost, it has to like really have a value. And mm -hmm. it's questing for two, but... Again, there are better options, but it just, aside from being on the board and questing from two, like Cheshire's at three and quests for two. Glenn's yeah. at two and quests for two. Yeah. So I just, he, you know, he doesn't have any ability to take anything off the board. I think there are better options, but again, given the larger context, it's just not good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This one is a weird one. I kind of just threw this one in here. So the, the Tomatoa in Emerald. He's a two cost, one strength, four willpower, drab little crab, quests for one. I put this one in here because I think he has better options. The, the thing I like about it and the reason I say that is, is he's two cost with four strength. And so grab your sword, smash, don't take him off the board right away. And so it, it's kind of like a cheap quester that can be annoying and that's but that's all there is you know it's like exactly. that's all there is exactly and then you consider having flynn which we have already talked about very extensively you have cheshire cat which we've already talked about extensively you've got even cruella which i don't use very much in my emerald deck i know a lot of people do 
And so I just, yeah, I think there's much better options out there. I like the fact that he does have four, four willpower, but I just don't think that's enough to overcome the other options in the ink. I agree. Okay. And the last one on the list, as we wrap this up, we move on to Stampede, which at the surface I like, but then you read the fine print, and I think there have been very many times where our group has played this wrong because Stampede is a one-cost, uninkable, strike one, and it says deal two damage to opposing character. That's great, with the caveat that I left out of the chosen character has to already be damaged. Makes no sense. It doesn't. There's so many, like... Automatic L or don't play? I'll, I'll go automatic L for the memes. I mean... Shoot. Speaking of memes with this card, have you seen the, the meme ability on this card that people have tried to create in Petition? I have not. It's instantly banished Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it said that, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, I just, I think that, I think it can be useful in the sense, like, if you attack and then use this right away, like, I get it, like, it's fine. But it's uninkable, and again, like, if you're talking cards in the set that are uninkable. You have Mother Knows Best, that's uninkable. You have Cusco, that's uninkable. And so you're, you're already like getting up into two cards. Beast is uninkable. I know Beast is used in a couple decks. I just don't see you being able to put another uninkable card in the deck. So, and then the fact that they have to be damaged is just like such a, a hurdle of a qualifier that has to be, like Fire the Cannons doesn't do that. Yep. Yeah, so just, like why? Yeah. It just I'd... doesn't make any sense. So anyways, yeah, I think it's just an automatic L. I think it, you just, for the memes, you automatic L it because it shouldn't be that many qualifiers on it. Okay. Alrighty. And that wraps it up. So for the audio listeners for Emerald, we have Tomatoa, the the little crab, and better options. We've got Jumba Jacubia. I'm sticking with that one this time, and not good. We've got Iago and Don't Play, and we've got Stampede and Automatic L, and you take the loss. Alrighty. So... This was a fun one. I enjoyed yeah. it. Hopefully you got a couple laughs. I like the automatic L. Um, but again, I think, you know, broad spectrum, like hopefully this helps to people to think about like the options that they're putting in the deck and the thought process behind why you should or shouldn't use some cards in general too. Now, if you absolutely love one of these cards, um, let let us know why. Yeah. I, I would like to hear, I would like to hear like, no, think of this synergy. Think of this uh, this option that would. If you can come up with a reason why Ariel on human legs is good, let us know. I won't listen, but Zach will. I will. I will get the email and read the email so that he doesn't have to. He, he'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye.